Settle yourself. This practice can be done sitting, standing or lying and move your awareness into your body. Take in a breath and, as you breathe out, let your body relax as deeply as you can. Take another breath in and feel all the movements in the body we call breathing. Let the breath out, holding your awareness on these sensations and count one. Do not try to control your breathing in any way. Take the next breath in and as you breathe out, count two. If a thought comes into your mind, take the count back to zero. Keep practicing for a moment or two and notice what happens. What number did you get up to? For the second practice, hold your awareness on the sensations in the body as you breathe in and out as before and increment the count by one each time you breathe out. Become aware of thoughts appearing in the mind and gently hold your awareness on the sensations in the body as you notice the thoughts. Let the thoughts come into your awareness and pass out, making no effort to do anything with them. Keep practicing for a moment or two and notice what happens. What number did you get up to? Holding your awareness on the sensations in your body as you breathe in and out gives the mind a useful task. In some traditions, this direction and holding of awareness is labelled the primary meditation object. The task is to lightly hold this object in awareness and to simply notice thoughts that come and go. The purpose of the counting is to become aware of when your attention is pulled into one of these thoughts and taken away from the primary object, because if your awareness is pulled away sufficiently, you will suddenly notice that you've forgotten the count. If you are paying attention, this will happen many, many times each time you practice. When it happens, smile to yourself and start again. Some teachers recommend starting the count at zero if you do forget where you are in the sequence and some recommend restarting at whatever number you are certain you got to before you lost the count. In the early days of your practice, set yourself a short time. This is to ensure that you actually do the practice every day. If you set yourself a task like, I will sit for half an hour every day, and something prevents you from doing this one day, 
and perhaps again the next, the temptation to stop altogether is strong. Better, in my opinion, to set yourself a modest goal, like five or ten minutes, and do the practice every day, preferably at the same time of the day, than to have a good day, quote-unquote, and sit for half an hour and then not practice for the next few days. Repetition is everything in the development of a new habit. Among many things, daily practice shows the mind that you are serious about developing these new skills. As you practice, and as you gather and regather your concentration, you are strengthening this skill. The ability to hold your awareness on an object without straining literally trains your mind to do this. In the beginning, you will be distracted. Your attention will be captured by the thought stream, the endless creation and passing of thoughts. And, quite possibly, you will not notice this happening. This is the untrained mind's ordinary relation to thoughts, after all. We might call this daydreaming. As distraction happens, ask yourself, do the recurring thoughts have a particular flavour? Perennial favourites are the mind dwelling on events past or imagining a future that may never happen. Notice that these habits, and that's all they are, have a tendency or flavour. And this will be different on different days, and yet, over time, some themes may stand out. The contents of your thoughts are not important in this practice. Notice, too, that as you start to go into these thoughts, you lose connection to the sensations in your body. This is a crucial point. Physical sensations are immediate, are only experienced in the close present moment, and just how long is that moment? They literally come out of the unfolding present. Thoughts in contrast, are always about the past or future. Without straining, try to hold your awareness on whichever sensations you have chosen as your object. A side note. For some people, holding the awareness on a small, easily accessible part of the body, like the nostrils, and the sensation of air coming in on a breath in and out as you breathe out, is easier to hold, because the sensations are clearer than the more general direction to feel the movements in the body that accompany breathing, as I suggested above. For others, feeling the weight of the body through the feet, if standing, or the sensation of the hips pressing on the seat or the cushion you are sitting on might be stronger. In the beginning, I recommend finding a sensation that is clear to you and stick with that. The range of meditation objects is wide. It could be as wide as the space you find yourself in to do your practice. For example, this is sometimes called open awareness, or it could be the breath moving past your nostrils, sometimes this is described as one-pointed awareness. One is not better than another. The key is to be able to find it again and again as you practice. As one sits, or stands, or lies, over time, 
the capacity to hold the awareness on the meditation object gets stronger and one's capacity to notice distraction likewise gets clearer and this happens naturally as long as you remind yourself again and again to return to the object. Be aware that it is entirely possible to fall asleep in these practices and literally dream that you're meditating. On retreat, I have heard many meditators complain of distraction. They talk about having a bad sit because they were being distracted constantly. But noticing that you are distracted and choosing to return the awareness to the object is meditation. I have found that the more deeply you immerse yourself in physical sensations, the easier it is to stay present with your subject. When we set up the sitting or standing posture, we align ourselves in a particular way, but this is not simply a matter of tradition. The purpose of aligning yourself precisely with gravity is to, one day, be able to sit with no tension. Your tummy will be soft, there will be no tension in your knees, hips or ankles, there will be no tension in your back, neck or in the space between your neck and your shoulders. You will be perfectly poised between moving forwards and backwards and side to side. Because you are balancing and have found that point that requires no effort, you will be able to let yourself relax more. As you practice, gently check all these postural cues from time to time, more in the beginning and less as your body learns to position itself this way without effort. And the more closely you attend to this, the more clearly you notice that in addition to the movements of breathing, the body is never completely still, yet to an observer you will look completely still in time. This is one of the reasons I recommend the Burmese position over full lotus, assuming you can sit in this position without discomfort, because the Burmese position does not lock the pelvis and spine into position. The benefit of this is that you are more likely to catch yourself falling asleep. One of the goals of the meditation practice I am recommending here is to see reality more clearly. To be present in the unfolding now more often and, as well, you will become aware more quickly when your body-mind is organising itself to do one of your favourite reflexive behaviours. Each of us knows what these are. The point here is that awareness of these internal movements is the key to having a choice about whether you get on the strain again or not. I am an advocate of including a lying form of your practice too. For some practitioners it is harder to stay awake and to hold your awareness on your object when practicing in the lying position, but because many people are tense these days and do not have a clear reference experience for being deeply relaxed, it is a practice worth including, I feel. And this state of deep relaxation, in time, will be able to be brought into all your other practice positions, moving, standing and sitting. The state of deep relaxation is nothing more than being aware of where you hold tension and the further capacity to let go of that tension, 
and without the baseline habit of feeling what this actually feels like, you will be tilting at the moon every time you try. My last suggestion is to let go of the idea of the perfect meditation practice. There is no such thing. There is only the experience of what's happening now. This becomes clearer as you practice. Parts of your life that have been sticky for you become less sticky. Your partner might comment that you seem more relaxed. You might even find that you can spend a week with your parents. And you might find yourself happy for no reason at all. I feel the most useful stance to take into your practice is curiosity. What is happening now? And what's next?